Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bingetown TV. We are back with our coverage of Showtime's Dexter New Blood with episode nine titled The Family Business. And I could have run 1000 million miles after watching this episode from pure anxiety and also delight. Like I couldn't mm-hmm. tell what I was feeling. Me and Jimmy watched this one together. The amount of like sharp looks we shot at each other at, at the, same the same exact, exact time. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were we were very in sync of this absolute crazy episode. What do you think, James? Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's all I gotta say. Same. This is a ridiculous episode. Man, this season has been so good. So great. As a Dexter fan, you can't ask for anything more, honestly. This episode was a roller coaster ride. And they have me dying to see the last episode because I have no idea what's going to happen next. I wasn't expecting everything we got. They packed so much in theories out the window. So much to talk about. I feel like, honestly, we don't even need to go in order with this episode. I feel like we need to just talk about the elephant in the room and talk Dexter and Harrison's storyline first and get it off our chest. Yeah, I think we should start with. um, Okay, so it's Christmas time. And of course, at the end of episode eight, we get the cliffhanger in the car of him maybe going to tell Harrison the whole story. You don't know. And so we open at the close, (laughs) Harry Potter um, fan would say. And we get a old kill. Dex in the brown Henley. Finally, the kill shirts back. We get a brand new um, old kill, which is amazing. And that's their way of kind of having Dexter walk through the code. Right. Mm -hmm. He starts with saying, like, Harry gave me a code. But as we're going through this clown kill, which we can talk through because I I loved it visually. I thought it was amazing. I thought it was like fun and and like creepy as hell, but like just like fun visually. Mm -hmm. He doesn't quite admit because Deb is yelling at him that it's a kill. He just says he scares him enough that he stops. Right. And of course, by the end of the episode, we know that he admits to killing. This episode was absolutely fucking nuts, but I loved the clowns or clown singular. I thought that was great. We talked about last episode as a joke. We said he was facing the Joker. Well, he's facing the Joker again. Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, man. This guy was an awesome, menacing clown. (laughs) <laughs> as a villain for this, you know, little flashback. And it was perfect as a way, like you said, to explain the code to Harrison, to give us a little nostalgia trip to Dex and his kill shirt with the black gloves going through his thing, doing the damn thing. And it was just money. We were both watching it and we knew right away it was a flashback or memory or whatever you want to call it. And it hit us right in the feels for the old Dexter. Now, him talking to Harrison, you know, he has Jennifer Carpenter's Deb in the back of his mind and showing up on screen to us, telling him, don't tell Harrison everything. It's going to freak him out. It's too much. He doesn't need that. You just need to connect with him enough that he knows he's not alone, but don't push him over the edge to be like you. So Dexter does hold it back, but it's pretty obvious to even the viewers and Harrison that he had to have killed him because when you tell your son you're a vigilante, and you tell them that you have knives and you and you make sure the person's actually a bad guy and you have to trust it. The, your dad's a cop and he taught you the code and you have to be clean and leave no evidence. Well, you leave a really, 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 really big piece of evidence if you don't kill the guy. You know, the person that you scare and say, don't do this ever again. He goes, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, I'll never yeah. do it again. You know, you're leaving that person around and they'll see your face. So we're both assuming Harrison knew we all knew the deal. 
And again, within 30, 45 minutes, we get the full reveal. And he tells Harrison everything. Yeah, they did a really good job of making the audience not sure how Harrison was going to react each step of the way. There's so many different like small reveals. And even after doesn't give the kill reveal, Harrison's like, whew, this is a lot, but like happy to have heard. But all throughout the episode, there's just more and more and more that Harrison's finding out. And each time I'm so anxious, I'm like, is he going to flip the fuck out? Is he going to like break? And he really does. And I thought at the blood at the end, he was going to break. He really doesn't. He stays no. strong. I mean, I have no idea what Ten's going to bring, but he stays strong. I think he's going to stay strong through 10 as well. There's just so much shit to talk about. Harrison's but- reaction, the way Dexter's giving us the explanation, blah, blah, blah. But first, really quick. I just wanted to say it was hilarious when Dex was saying all this shit to Harrison. And yeah, like Harrison has his dark passenger. He's understanding what the dark passenger is now that Dex was explaining it to him. And you're telling your son all this stuff and you're wondering what kind of ex or what kind of reaction you're going to get. And the reaction Harrison gives him is that's some vigilante kind of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, hell yeah. Well, on our big town is- account. I posted a picture. Somebody made a meme of Dexter and Harrison as Batman and saying vigilante shit. (laughs) This was a funny episode, too. There was a lot of good bits of Dexter looking at the camera and breaking the fourth wall, which I liked while he was retelling. I think he said something like they always say shit like that about the clown when he was about to kill him. I thought that was great. But yeah, another big theme of this episode was chopping up bodies. I mean, he finally goes just to get this out of the way. He goes back on Christmas Eve night to get the body from last episode, which I was fucking annoyed about at the um, summer camp. And he's chopping them up. And that's the first chop. And he was frozen. So no blood or uh, no blood, at least. I don't know. But that's what he says. Yeah, no bloody mess. Uh, and even in that scene, I'm like, wow, we really don't get to see him in this stage very often. It's like we go from the kill to having him in bags on the boat, like really quickly. Yep. And then and then they did not pull any punches later down the road with the fucking chopping up Kurt either. But it's it's interesting. And I think it was a good choice to show the gruesomeness of it, because a lot of times we're just like, oh, he stabs him in the neck, he stabs him in the chest. Very good. No, it's it's way more gruesome and brutal. And when Angela is looking at the crime scene pics from the Bay Harbor butcher, she's got to be thinking my boyfriend chops people up like <laughs> he might be a vigilante in that sense, but he is cool with chopping up human bodies mm-hmm. Like, that's fucking crazy. And it's a thing, again, that you just gloss over while you're watching Dexter, right? You're just like, I fucking love this guy. All right. Well, let's, you know, I was going to wait, but let's just talk about this now because you're right. I mean, the original series, it's a fine line to walk. Okay. You have a show where your protagonist slash antihero is a monster. He's a serial killer that chops Mm -hmm. up bodies and throws them in the water. And yes, he kills bad guys. But if his dad, who was a cop, didn't show him or make him do that, he would have turned into a guy who just killed people. Right. The original series needed us to like Dexter, because if Mm -hmm. you don't like Dexter, then the show has no point. Okay, so they're very, very deliberate and making sure, just like you said, that 
They don't show things that will freak out the viewers, sicken the viewers, whatever it is, and make you go, oh, my gosh. Okay. They never showed him cutting up the bodies. The only time they ever really showed it is early when Harry walks in on Dexter's first kill and he's chopping up the body and Harry literally goes and throws up. And then you start to pretty much find out that he's going to commit suicide. So I honestly think that Clyde Phillips has his end game in mind. And now it's deliberate in the very other way. Okay. Now we're seeing Dexter with the body. Kurt's face is in the picture and his arm is getting chopped off and it's bleeding all over the place. They're showing us with Harrison watching. If you rewind it, when he's talking to Kurt, he's literally saying, you know, everything about why Kurt needs to die, why he's a monster. And you could literally just throw that right back in Dexter's face. And it keeps panning out to Harrison's face. And you're wondering if he's going to be like, oh, shit, what the heck is going on here? But really, we'll get to that later, that he actually does seem fine. But I honestly think that they're telling the audience, listen, you love your boy, Dexter, but he is a monster and it's going to go the other way because you have to understand that he's a freaking serial killer that chops bodies up, has his own son, explains how he does it in the first minute that he finds out his son might have these urges, goes through the entire code, takes a body, kills him with his son watching, chops him up, asks if his son's okay. His son's saying, yeah, I'm fine. Dexter's having the proud dad face kissing him on the forehead. You're supposed to think he's a crazy mother truck. Yeah. I mean, you're in the preview for next episode. Dexter grabs Harrison and is like, the world needs us. And I think Dexter's really getting some validation that he never really got. I mean, Deb thought he was nuts. He thought Harry was there for them. But when he found out that Harry killed himself because of it, it's like you kind of lose that validation. Right. I mean, I'm sure Dex feels very alone. So you see multiple times in in this episode, the smirk he gets or the smile he can't even hide. And don't even get me started of like when he's talking to Kurt and like yelling at him and like saying shit. I mean, you just kept being like. Is Harrison going to realize that he's talking about himself, too, about all the father son shit? We're like, oh, my God, stop, because he's turning. He is. He's starting to, like, lose it a little more like he's not so alone. in it. I think he's feeling validated. And I don't know that it's a good thing that he's validated. Like, it's good that he always had the kind of coding conscious conscious of it, of Mm -hmm. Harry. And I don't know. I don't know if that's going to completely disappear now that he has someone being like, I have the same thoughts. And God, talk about validation a whole time. Harrison's like uh, when Dex is like, I killed 100 people. And he's like, that's thousands of lives you saved. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We were like, oh, my God. That yeah, well, wrong, but. Dexter's whole thing has always been, you know, besides Lumen, besides Miguel from season three. Yeah. You know, he he's usually and I guess Hannah, but he's usually always doing what he does by himself. And when he talks to the person that he's killing, whether it's Kurt, Matt, Daddy or anybody else. When he has that conversation, that's pretty much a hypocritical conversation. It's the viewer hearing it and we're hearing it and we're going, yeah, it's whatever. He's he's a monster, but we enjoy seeing him kill the bad guys. But when you have another person in the room now hearing it, then as the viewer, you have to be like, well, this person's a dumbass for not realizing that 
he's literally talking about himself and we have two monsters in the room right now and maybe three Harrison, you know, yeah. so it's it's very tough and it's a very fine line. And I honestly do think that they're purposely doing that. So we are ready if he is caught or killed. Now, the other thing that you brought up the trailer is that Dexter always, always, always said, I am a monster. OK, in the beginning, it was I'm a monster. I have no feelings. Don't try to mess with my feelings because I don't have any. You know, I am literally a monster and I know that I am. The second that he says in the trailer, the world needs us to Harrison. Now he's a villain. He sounds yeah. just like the bad guys because, mm -hmm. no, the world doesn't need you, Dexter. Yes, you're a vigilante and you kill some bad people, but you are a killer. And, you you know, it's it, it's always a fine line when it comes to whether you're the protagonist in your own story and the way that shit comes out of your mouth. As soon as you start telling Harrison, no longer are we monsters, but the world needs us. OK, now you're the bad guy. You know, it's interesting, Jimmy, after I like after the episode and I was thinking on it, I was thinking about Dex's code and how originally when it was pitched to us, it was like he goes after criminals that the, the system failed and let them slip through the cracks. Then within Dexter, he's trying to beat the cops to kill them. Yeah. Like yeah. he'd rather the cops not catch them so he can put them on the table because you know what it is. And this is like a morally gray area for sure. In my own brain, when I'm like thinking about Kurt and how fucked up Kurt is, I mean, how many girls were in that basement? He is the worst. Some of the worst of the worst. Right. I mean, that was like 50 girls or something, maybe yeah. not that many, but 25 and, missing and then plus probably more. Yeah. And I was like, I would rather him rot in jail forever for the rest of time. Mm -hmm. And I would rather him go through a gruesome trial and get his reputation absolutely destroyed than Dex kill him. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and that's not because I'm like against the death penalty or anything. It's just because I'm like, I think the more brutal punishment is to sit in jail. Yeah. Now, that is where the split is in my brain. If Dex, if some I mean, I know technically Kurt escaped, but you find those girls, you tip off Angela, you send her downstairs. You know what I mean? Like they have him. Right. He would have went to jail. I know he escaped the law once, but he would have went to jail. Anyone else that he's just beating the cops to the punch. I think that's really fucked up. Like, I actually hadn't thought that through in my brain until last night's episode because Kurt is the worst and I didn't really want him to kill him. Yeah. yeah. I wanted him to suffer. Yeah, it's tough because he has his vendetta against Kurt and they're one V one pretty much. And Kurt was no matter what going to burn down Dexter's house. Now, he wasn't expecting Dexter to be at his fort or whatever his bunker. The best. But yeah. And <laughs> the crazy thing about all of it is that as soon as Dexter and Harrison found the bodies, the, the girls, it tripped off the alarm for Matt, Daddy, Kurt, and he would have been out. So if they didn't go and you know, do that awesome freaking scene where Harrison distracts him and Dexter gets him in the neck with the mm -hmm. ketamine. Kurt might have just rolled out and got away. Now, yeah. you know, again, we're talking TV stuff. I'm not talking about how I feel in real life. But yeah, I, I, I think for Dexter land, 
I'm happy. This is what I wanted. I wanted Kirk to get caught by Dex and I wanted him to yeah. take care of it. And and I mean, let's talk about it now. I guess we had all these theories. Well, they're out the freaking door now. Okay. There's don't you dare say that because guess what? Hannah's showing up I, next up. No, not that. I said, what was there? Some sort of bunker? Where'd he jump into? Okay, you I, nailed that one. You that, did. So I guess that wasn't an ending yeah. theory, but no. I wanted to give myself props for being like, just because it was a literal plot hole, if they didn't cover it up, I was right. just so glad that that was, I, it didn't need to be all the girls, ventriloquist girls, but ventriloquist. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the, now we could just call them the like dolls. Yeah. Like freaking. Oh I mean, God. it couldn't have been any better, really, how no, they were shown. Yeah, because our theories were like, I kept thinking for some reason it was going to be like a classroom. I don't know what kind of like sick thing I had in my brain, but I'm like, they're going to be like in a classroom. I was waiting for just a hunting cabin with them posed like it would be in a like with bears and stuff. Yeah. No. Oh. Yeah. Like pose like, yeah. Like when you have a mat. Oh, a like a deer yeah. head on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Except that it was like sometimes they do it with taxidermy with full, you know, bears or whatever it is. And I was expecting women to just be posed. But that I mean, this so is good. Much more sense than my dumb ass <laughs> school. Sit him in a classroom like, and he's playing and teach him every <laughs> every Sunday. He teaches them. But yeah, yeah, so. My theory was that Matt Daddy was going to be butt ass naked on the table. Dexter was going to hand the knife over and Harrison wasn't going to be able to do it now. Right. Who knows if next episode Dexter does do that with another body somehow like. Jesus, are we going to talk about could it be Angela on the table or anything like that? But who knows? Maybe Harrison really can't go through with it. But he passed with flying colors in Dexter's eyes because, yeah, it was purposely filmed to make us wonder the entire time because we were feeling so uncomfortable. Does Harrison feel uncomfortable? They're showing his looks and it's like, does he look a little weirded out? Does he look disgusted? I don't know. Yeah, it was good. And it was. The only reaction he really got was when the blood was pouring and I said out loud, it's because the bathtub and then they showed it. And that doesn't count, because if you remember season one, the ice truck killer made the hotel room look just like the container that his mom got chopped up and Dexter fainted into the blood. Okay, so that's the same exact kind of reaction. That doesn't mean at all that Harrison's not down with whatever just happened. And as far as we know, everything that we've seen like you said, oh, man, you killed hundreds of people. That's saving thousands of lives. And then the, that's vigilante shit. And he's, you know, watching everything happen. Dexter's chopping the bodies up. Harrison's just watching. The only noticeable reaction was when the blood starts pouring. Dexter says, hey, you want to grab the bags? Blah, blah, blah. Like, so here's a couple bags full of bodies. Can you dispose them for me, son? Like the only time Harrison really reacts in a bad way is when the blood pours and he says, all right, I need a second. Then he goes up out of the bunker and he and he has his little he did a freak out moment. And guess what? He he handled it way better than Dex did when he had his freak out moment in season one. When <laughs> Harrison opens the door to get so the bunker door to get air, Jimmy was like, put your hands up, like yeah. pretending to be like Angela or whatever. And I was I mean, how did that not happen in that moment? Yeah. I was so scared when he was going up there that they were just going to catch him doing everything yeah. downstairs. Um before we kind of move away from the bunker, we got to shout out. I wasn't expecting Molly to be one of the girls. I really wasn't just in that moment. I think they made an interesting choice too. Molly's hair, the way they blurred it out, like it with looked, the lighting change, yeah. it looked 
like Audrey. It did. And it I, did. Even though like it couldn't have been because it was Christmas Day and they were just with them, like it just wouldn't have made sense. There wouldn't have possibly have been enough time for him to grab her on Christmas. The couple yeah. milliseconds where I thought it was Audrey, I thought it was. Yeah, like I think Harrison it was a choice, have, though. Yeah. And I thought yeah. like that millisecond where you can think about something before you realize it's not. I was like, is this Harrison just having like a little hallucination, oh, just thinking, oh, this mm. could be Audrey. Yeah, uh, that was great. Pour one out for our girl, Molly. I thought she was an absolute necessary part of this series. And, and she's still um, going to matter next episode. Yeah, and Angela is like listening to the Bay Harbor Butcher podcast again. I thought she was great. Pour one out. Um, but I like went <gasps> when I saw Molly. I just I think I, I, I was just letting it wash over me. Like I wasn't trying to guess who was going to be down there. And it was awesome. It was a good twist for me. It's really um, funny because if you think about it really, really hard, there's no one else that could have been down there. As a shock value. Totally. You know, but I it wasn't had to even be expecting Molly. a shock yeah. value. I mean, the problem is that, again, this show needs us to just allow jumps in time to happen because we saw Molly. Then we didn't see her. Now, all of a sudden, she's dead. And they were showing him going for her that whole time. So you would think that when he gets her, there would still be more hints at it. But instead, they, they chose the route where just assume that it. he got her. And here's the surprise. I liked it. And not to rush forward or anything, but Angela kind of looks into Molly at this point, seeing that she checked out of the hotel, but they find her camcorder and everything locked away in the safe. So Matt Daddy missed some steps, I guess, when checking her out or paid someone to check her out and get rid of all of her stuff. Yeah. So Angela's definitely on that as well. Um, but let's talk quickly about Matt Daddy's M.O. So what he does with the girls is he dresses them up real nice. He says he wants them to be perfect. They're runaways and he's saving them and preserving mm. them before they go out on the road as runaways and get hurt like his dad used to hurt them or whatever. Right. And Dex saying no dad shit was so funny. He's like, I said no dad shit. Yeah, <laughs> such yep. a good line. Uh, but yeah, so they're they're pristine in these like nice dresses and these nice boxes. He's so fucked up. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And we could talk about this really quick. I honestly think it was meant to be this way and it doesn't mean anything. But when Dexter's saying, don't lie, that's bullshit. That's not you want the control. You want the power. And obviously we're talking about how like he's pretty much talking about himself. But when he says like, you know why you're here. You did this. He's like, oh, you got me. I'm the only one who did it. Only me. Like everyone online was blowing up being like, this is where oil daddy comes in. He was working with somebody else. He's trying to protect somebody. And I'm like, I think it just went that way as the as an acting choice, because I'm not in the mood to have oil daddy show up in episode 10. Exactly like we said, we don't want to happen. But yep. if Kurt somehow was working for someone else. I don't even think there's no any reason to that point because the only way that would make sense to me is if he actually was innocent and someone else did it and he's covering for him. But we've seen plenty of him not being innocent, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I didn't get that vibe at all. I, I can see why people say that, but I didn't get that vibe at all. I really think Oil Daddy has to come into play or else it's like, what the fuck? It's Quentin's blood in season uh, two or three or whatever <laughs> that season. Now, you know what I magicians. mean? It's like I've seen we two. Yeah, the magicians, everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's whatever happened to that, which is that is fine. I'm sure that's such a small thing. But paying an actor to be in a show 
for one season. It's like they had it written all out. It's not like they were writing scripts as they go. It's not a 24 episode week to week, like yeah. fucking cable drama. It, you have the script written almost to completion, I assume. Right. But they weren't shooting at all during these airings. So I don't know. I think that was weird. Uh, maybe something behind the scenes happened. If he doesn't show up in 10, maybe something behind the scenes happened with yeah. that actor and they had to kind of write him away. Um, but yeah, I don't know. You you made a funny comment. I forget where it was, but you know, oh, like, yeah, when they oil first... daddy's just going to be sitting in there. <laughs> yeah, they when they first go down the stairs yeah, and, yeah. and they're looking around in the bunker, I was like, this is when oil daddy's going to turn around in his chair and start laughing. He <laughs> caught me. I have a few like quick things I want to talk about. So uh, basically Christmas in general, I wanted to talk about because mm -hmm. I really loved Dex giving him just basic dad stuff like a shirt, socks, this and that. Jimmy go. Jimmy really thought it was going to be another brown Henley. What the oh kill shirt gosh. when he gives them the sweater. Um, ugly sweater. I assume we're just supposed to believe that Jim Lindsay wears an ugly sweater every Christmas. Um, the gun was really interesting. Harrison's got quite the um, the eye, I guess. What do you call that? He's yeah, quite a I shot. Mean, yeah. People actually were saying online that with the scope on that gun and how close the bottles actually were, it's not weird that he could hit them that easy because we mm -hmm. were saying, damn, he, he nailed them after one miss. Yeah. But apparently it's not that big of a feat. And my eyes definitely welled up when he gave the picture of Deb. I thought that was so yeah, sweet. I'm also just very really emotional good. this week. <laughs> but I really loved that sweet moment. That was really cute. And that was the first thing I said when the house was burnt down. I was like, not the Deb pick. Yep. Yep. Please. So there's no way that five-year-old Harrison would be able to draw Deb from memory. Like, I mean, current current Harrison wouldn't be able to draw Deb from memory if yeah. she didn't see him since she was five. But whatever. Plot he looked up a, her obituary. Other thing uh, about Christmas is Dex giving Angela the book is like the dumbest, dorkiest, like so off base thing. It's so funny. And so Dex, he's like, she's your girlfriend. You got her a book. All right. What well, let's fuck? let's just talk about this, because this is the one thing that we definitely I have a problem with. Not a huge problem, because, again, we talk about it every single episode, the leaps that they want us to take. Last time Angela and Dexter were talking, she was pretty much like, you suck. I hate you. Yeah. Like you, yeah. she used him to help with the investigation of Iris. And then. What? He was there when she got Matt Daddy to arrest him. Then they had the scene with Molly and her where they're going, damn, he's actually pretty sketchy. Then we mm -hmm. never see any reconciliation. Now, all of a sudden, he's telling her, I love you 15 times an episode. Yeah. Which, again, we I don't like that. He doesn't say that anyway. They're going to Christmas together. Like in the trailer, it showed that they were going to be doing Christmas together. And I thought they were going to give us a scene where she like calls him. And because she's feeling sketchy and investigating him, she wanted to keep him close. And she was just going to be like, hey, listen. You know, maybe we should try to reconcile. We should have Christmas together. But instead, it just makes that jump. And yeah. he's just like, hey, we got we got Christmas. We got presents with Audrey and Angela. Let's go, Harrison. Definitely. I agree. And I think to make it even crazier is that Dex just has no idea that she's almost got him. Yeah. Like Angela, like comparing all the ketamine neck things. From Bay Harbor Butcher to like the severed heads of the Bay Harbor Butcher victims to the the drug addict guy 
that lived to the drug addict guy that died in the series. Mm-hmm. Like she's basically has him, especially tying it in with the Bay Harbor Butcher episode from Mary fucking kill where she's like, I don't think it's him. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And it sucks that we don't get a conversation of Molly and Angela, like closing this case. I would have liked that girl power moment. But um, I'm glad that Angela went back to the girly with the ketamine because you knew that was going to come back into play. You can't yep. just like, be in this small town and get ketamine and it not be a thing. Anymore. Well, it was really good acting on Angela's actor's part when she's going through the list and it seems like the list is done and she hasn't named Jim and she's like pretty relieved. And then all of a sudden she goes, oh, oh, yeah. And your boyfriend and you can see in her face. She's like, oh, my gosh, every yep. little thing is coming to fruition here. I mean, listen again, I, I, it's so weird. And I think it's a great job by the writers. I love Angela and I hope she gets him. <laughs> Like, I hope she books Kurt, even though he's dead, like realizes that shames him to death and his family name, whatever. And then also, I hope that Dexter, I mean, we see Dexter getting a mugshot in the next episode. So I don't know. I just think she's smart and she's probably my favorite. Not she's not my favorite cop because like I fucking love Angel and them, but I never wanted Dex to get caught in seasons with the rate. But here, I don't know. I, I think the writing is is purposely making that for us. Like I think yeah. they're doing very well and making us think that there's just no other way to end it because really, there's a few scenarios. Okay, here's the scenarios for you. If Dexter lives happy ever after, okay, Dexter finishes with season one of New Blood. The series is over and we get some kind of happy ending where Dexter literally is just going to keep being a serial killer with Harrison and they're a tag team and they're in the family business and that's it. Okay. Or we have a season two and we get to see Dexter and Harrison as a tag team somehow. But then again, if that season doesn't end with them being caught or killed, then we have another happy ending. Yeah. Then the other options are Dexter's caught or killed and Harrison's still around. And then there's this a spin-off with Harrison. We already talked about that. Then there's a scenario where Dexter gets caught and Harrison's the main character, but Dexter's in jail so they can keep in contact. I'm not interested in these, any of these. Yeah. I'm interested in having a good end. We know that Clyde Phillips, his opinion was that when Dexter ended, he should have been caught and given the electric chair, the the needle, whatever it is. I love Dexter. I love my boy. I want it to keep going. Who doesn't? But I just think that a fitting ending and I keep saying Breaking Bad. I'm sorry. I didn't even realize you haven't seen the end, but all shows have endings. Some end prematurely because of cancellation. Some end just as intended. But great shows have fitting endings. The best ending that makes the most sense for a great show doesn't always have to end the way the audience originally wants it to. I'm not a television writer, so who am I to say what the right ending to this show is? That's why I'm excited to see what they do. I mean, it, they could surprise us, and it could be him having a happily ever after, and it might be awesome. It could be that he goes to jail. It could be that he dies. Who knows how it's going to end, but as long as they nail it, I'm fine with it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and it has to be polarizing because... Yeah, true. I, I mean, here's the deal. I was... On the Dexter fan pages, I was on Twitter, Instagram. Shout out to all the Dexter Facebook fan pages. You're awesome. Everyone's uh, interacting with us. People don't want 
Dexter get caught. Very much in the opinion that they literally are like, Dexter doesn't deserve to get caught. He's killing bad people. He's our boy. He should he should live. Yeah, but it's also a television show. I mean, in real life, you can't just have people chopping up bodies. It's just not how the system works. That's where, again, the fine line comes. Are you in your head just saying it's a TV show and I just want my happy ending TV show? Or yeah. are you saying that TV needs to mimic real life similar to Breaking Bad, where it's like, if you're a bad dude, you're going to get caught. Or you're going to die and it's yeah. going to be an ending. That's just how it is. You're a freaking serial killer. Mm-hmm. I, I don't well, know. listen. How fun for anyone in Miami that knows Dex is like the fun loving donut CSI guy to not only be like, holy fuck, he's alive and holy fuck, he's a Bay Harbor butcher. <laughs> like that's going to be such a fun thing that we need him to get caught. I need like, I don't know that we'll ever even get that, but just the idea makes me excited of like everyone in Miami being like, what? It wasn't dokes. Ah, shit. If you dokes want vindicated, if you want to talk about TV stuff and how like the fan pages are saying we want Dexter to live, he's killing bad guys. You know, our boy Dex needs to stay alive. Well, I think another cool thing, and you already said this, if you have him caught, he's getting notoriety as one of the biggest serial killers of all time. And he was so good. He framed like a fucking deputy detective at the Miami Metro. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's how good he is. Whatever Dokes was. And it just seems like even with this Harrison stuff that Dexter is finally starting to like put a little bit of that arrogance on his name himself. Yeah. You know, yep. we're important and we're needed. We're killing bad guys. Dexter used to literally just be like, I'm doing this because I have to do it. And these people are pieces of shit. So I'm just going to do it. But even like back in season two with the whole dose thing, he was almost going to turn himself in. And his rationale of not wasn't, you know what? Like, I'm killing all these bad people. People need me. It was Deb, Rita, the kids. Their life will end without me. They need me. Yeah. So he was saying that part of him is needed, not the killing part. And even at the end of season four, when Rita's found dead, he was choosing to be done with it and to live his life with Rita and the kids. But then when yeah. she's dead, he's like, who am I kidding? I, I you know, I'm a killer. Yeah, I'm super pumped. Damn. I'm super fucking pumped. <laughs> Ten's going to be amazing. There's a few things I still want to talk about. The drone finally comes into play. I mean, yeah. Matt Daddy played himself. Why the fuck did he give him that? It's so weird. I'm glad that finally came into play. It's fine. Um, Harrison admits to Ethan to yeah. Dex, which is kind of I feel like the gateway for Dex being able to admit that he kills people because it's not like Harrison's just like, I have these thoughts. I have these thoughts. He's like, I acted on it. I set it up so I could stab this boy. And you would have thought and then he went and visited the parents like yeah. a crazy. Man. And you would have thought that Dexter or Harrison would have given their own rationale saying, I did this because I knew Ethan was going to shoot up the school. Yeah. But instead, yeah. he just says, oh, I wanted to kill Ethan and I wanted to look like a hero. Yeah, that's way different than saying. You know, he meets the code almost like I literally thought Dexter was going to be like, well, Ethan meets the code. Yeah. But all Dexter said was, I understand. I love that. It's like ah, the old blood splatter analysis days. Yeah, right. <laughs> all right. So 
the very end of the episode, they come riding up and the house is burnt down. And Angela's like, what the fuck, mm-hmm. dude? And was a pretty good alibi that they skipped Christmas to go night hiking. There's no way you stay out all fucking night. Right. But still, I mean, they played it off pretty cool when Audrey's like, they have to stay with us. They have to stay with us because Audrey's back on the Harrison train um, all because he looks like he's happy you now. Yeah. Um, they go back to the house. Of course, Angela look, opens the mailbox. She gets a letter that says Jim Lindsay killed Matt Caldwell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Huge. Huge. So just like the Trinity killer, Dexter thinks he finished Kurt Matt Daddy off. But really, beforehand, his house gets burnt down and a letter gets put in Angela's mailbox yeah. saying Jim killed Matt. Now, Angela, again, is killing it, her actress, with the acting in this season and in especially yeah. this this episode where Angela's seeing this shit go down. Audrey's saying they need to stay. And Angela's like, Oh my gosh. Like you, you were saying the entire time when Jim Dexter is acting like, Oh, I love you. Everything's going great. This is a great Christmas. Angela hates him. She's saying, yes. you were saying yes. Angela hates him. And then oh my God. Dexter hasn't slept all night. The freaking house gets burnt down and he's coming in all cheerful. Hey, let's make some breakfast. I'm a breakfast king. I'm going to make some breakfast. And Angela's looking over at him like this is a freaking serial killer that chops bodies up. And he's in my house right freaking now. And I have all of this evidence. And then to top it off, I just got another letter saying that Jim Lindsay killed Matt. It's crazy that Jim, meaning Dexter, has no idea that she's this close to him. And with everything going on, there's no way. He's not busted unless she dies. And that's where we can get into this conversation where, you know, there's parts of the trail where he says, like, do you want to see evil? I'll show you evil and things like that. I mean, is Dexter going to break and actually be bad? Is Dexter going to like how it's crazy? Like what our boy? He's our freaking boy. Okay, we love this guy. And (laughs) you would always hope that he would say eventually, like my theory was that he was going to be like, oh, shit. Maybe I'm not good for Harrison. Maybe I need to f- let him be taken care of by proper therapists and stuff. Well, we're, we're way past that. But now it seems like he could just be going for that breaking point where he's just like, I am a serial killer and don't mess with me. I don't know. Like, is Angela in danger here, Kathleen? I mean, he really hasn't ever done this kind of thing. I know the LaGuerre thing was was kind of there where he was like, I'm going to have to take LaGuerre out. But. Angela, like, I, are we going to get there in episode 10 where they're going to really push us over the edge where we say, damn, he really has gone cray and he does need to die or get caught? Yeah, I mean, I think at this point he he could snap. And I think it's because he's got Harrison and needs to teach Harrison. He, he thinks, you know what I mean? Like, he's like, it's more than just me now. Like, Harrison's not going to be able to move forward without me teaching him the ways and how to control his dark passenger and so so yeah i mean i think nothing's off the table i think anyone can die honestly anyone but harrison i think if i could say that someone's safe put on the board you pick someone too i'll say harrison mm-hmm. can you say um i would say molly probably <laughs> <laughs> she's preserved forever by kurt <laughs> uh yeah of- i agree i think it's matt or matt <laughs> i agree <laughs> Name another dead person, please. I agree. I think it's Rita. She's all right. She's going to live. It's Hannah McKay. She's safe. 
Harrison, yes, I do think he's going to live. I don't know what is going to happen, whether he's going to be caught in the middle of it, if Dexter's going to like somehow maybe get caught or, or killed and in the process try to exonerate Harrison from any of it. But I have a couple notes that I just want to talk about. The Joker stuff with the clown. What an awesome, menacing actor that the the kill room was awesome incredible yeah all the pictures yeah Yeah, him being on the slide like that was sick yeah that was amazing amazing and the actor talking to himself in the mirror and like that guy could have been a villain for a season i would have been down with it um it's a good pick by dexter to choose that one because that's a brutal one i mean he had like what 15 pictures of kids like yeah that's a good one to choose for harrison to make sure that like he was really a bad guy promise (laughs) yeah and kurt's bunker i guess the choice you know harrison calls it out and says yo there's a camera and there's a tripwire and dexter's like you know what i think kurt needs to see that we're gonna bust his ass so he's like that's no yeah right yeah he's he's deuces up yeah deuces (laughs) up into the camera (laughs) <laughs> no gloves on when they're going down. I guess we have to assume they wiped it down after they killed Kurt and whatever. But awesome scene with Harrison and Dexter faking out Kurt so Dexter can nail him with the needle. Can't yeah. go wrong. And a couple other big things that I want to talk about from the conversation between Kurt, Harrison and Dexter is number one, when Dexter lets it rip and he's just like, yeah, I kill people. And I killed the Trinity killer for killing your mom. Well, no, nah, you didn't, bro. You went after the Trinity. And because you went after Trinity, it made him go after your wife as revenge. Just like Kurt reveals that he went after Harrison for revenge. And he goes, oh, you didn't tell him. There are so many parts of this episode in this conversation where I was like, Harrison's going to finally yeah. be like, shit, what is going on here? But the entire time, he's just like, I got you, dad. You're my boy. Yeah. Matt, Kurt's like, dude. Dexter killed my son and Dexter just like fits the code. And Harris is like, oh, OK, cool. All right. Sweet. You know, whatever. But I just think that it was a very, very unsettling 10 minutes or whatever it was of, of screen time. And I think it was done very purposely. And I think that needs to be thought about when people think of how this is going to end. Yeah. My last Definitely. note here is that with me saying all this, I want everyone to know that Dexter's my boy. I freaking love this show. I love Dexter as a TV character and as a TV show. Of course, I love Dexter. Don't want him to get caught. And I want more shows. Spit it out, brother. But for the sake of it being a good show and for everybody to get the ending that they want, it's not going to go good for our boy Dex. You're canceled. I'm doing a solo episode. 10 <laughs> I can't deal with your shit. No, I totally agree. I think that for me, a satisfying ending means he's in jail. Um, I don't want him to die. You know, like he already did the like sail off into the sunset with Deb. And then he's the whatever. Like, I would rather him just like be in jail, I think. But I need it to be an epic. Something like, I don't know yeah, what like, it listen, is. If, if Dexter goes bad, I want him to go bad. Like, yeah, I want dark. him to be like ridiculous. Like, this is the notorious Bay Harbor butcher. You want to see a killer? I'll show you a freaking killer. And then he just starts running rampage. And that's why he gets caught. See, that's interesting, though, because like we know him as an actual good guy. But say I would say he's like 
like his normal day to day good dude would be his friend. And then he's like, he's kill. He's not going to kill you if you're not doing anything bad. He's not going to yeah, kill right. you. It's like you almost don't want him to go super bad because you don't want people to be like, he's the worst. He's he's Ted yeah. Bundy, right? Like he's he'll charm you innocent women and then kill you like he's not that. So I don't know now. Now I'm confusing myself what I want because he's really not that. Yeah, like that's he's, true. That's true. You know, but like it would be cool to watch him go bad. He'd have to like turn for a reason though like he'd had i don't know we'll see what the writers come up with one more episode could be the last time app, we baby. see our boy dex i would watch it if harrison got a spinoff i really like jack alcott but i just think that it seems like showtime will do it if they can give some kind of spinoff there's rumors but i just hope that they don't mess with this ending so that they can have some kind of spinoff for more yeah, money. I agree. All right, baby. That was episode nine titled The Family Business. I kept thinking about Charlie from the Santa Claus when he's like, I'm joining the family business. I'm like, yeah, same with Harrison. But anyway, it must be Christmas time. But anyway, yep, next week we'll be back with either season finale, series finale. We may not even know. It might be a series finale for now and then something's in the works and we find out later then it gets picked up. We don't know. Hopefully they just end it with an absolute fucking banger and everyone's pumped and happy and they are vindicated from their season eight series finale. But I guess we'll see. Uh, thanks for listening. We are Binge Town TV. If you like what you heard, give us a follow on Binge Town TV and Twitter and Instagram. Uh, shoot us an email with what you think is going to happen at TV at gmail.com. Also, take a look for our Patreons for some fun ups we have on there. Uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. We are Binge Town TV. And you betcha. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And no dad shit. <laughs> I said no dad shit. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.